Uh, well, there's something special about buying things that are made in America. We've been telling you about American Giant for a while now because they do exactly that. They also support other companies doing great things. So we're going to play like matchmaker this week. American Giant is supporting Rescue 22, a nonprofit company that matches rescue dogs with veterans who have service-related disabilities. Uh, they custom train each dog to match the need of a veteran. American Giant has created limited edition classic full zip uh, th these are awesome hoodies, their signature American-made hoodie, and all profits go to fund dogs for veterans who need one. This is just one example of how American Giant is spreading goodness to communities all over the country. And this week, American Giant is increasing their military discount to 25%. All active duty re uh, reservists, uh, National Guard, every, I mean, this is a great discount. It's 25% off. So proud to have American Giant as a sponsor of the program. They create jobs for Americans and make great clothing. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Check it out now. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Featuring Pat and Stu for Glenn, triple eight seven two seven B E C K to get in touch with us. A uh, big debate last night. Ah, oh, man, they're good, aren't they? They're they're just awesome every time. This probably well, we'll get into it in a second. Well, one minute, uh, sixty seconds. We got uh, lots to share with you today, and uh, your thoughts on who won that debate coming up in sixty seconds. All right, let's talk about Patriot Mobile. You know, we're big fans of the free market here, and the people who founded this country understood that the best way to exist in a society was to strive toward a balance of freedom and moral responsibility. Uh, we, of course, try to use freedom wisely. Uh, everyone does. Not everyone succeeds at that. But you want to try to do business with people who feel the same way. And Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile company. They offer dependable nationwide coverage so you can access any of the three major networks that everyone's on. But you don't have to worry that part of your bill is going to fund leftist causes. You can send a message that you believe and support in free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military, veterans, and first responder heroes. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team that will help make switching easy, whether you're keeping your number, your phone, or upgrading one or both. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash beck or call 972-PATRIOT. You get free activation when you use the offer code BECK. 
make the switch today. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call them 972-PATRIOT. So, Stu, what'd you think of the debate last night? It was it was a show. It was, it was interesting. Um, yeah. Apparently, the only person that anyone ever talks about is Vivek Ramaswamy, which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is you know, what fourth of the polls um, ish, fourth ish in the polls, <laughs> yeah. and he is the guy. He all the attention goes to him. Every conversation, every battle is mm-hmm. he's involved in. I mean, mm-hmm. it really is remarkable. Uh, a guy who is. you know we've had on the show and uh, you know multiple mm-hmm. times. You've had on this show, yeah. Had on this show. Had on Stu Does America. Never mm-hmm. had him on. Never, never had, had him Pac on Pac Unleashed. Unleashed. No. Mm-mm. Asked him. Asked him multiple times. I feel like I've multiple, heard you multiple, ask multiple, multiple times. And yeah, just, many, many times. And until to the point where we're just like, okay, never mind. <laughs> really? And as soon as point. we said, okay, never mind, he's like, hey, we can be on the show tomorrow. Right. Nah, we, I'm sorry. We're you all booked the never up mind now. moment. Yeah, we hit the, yeah, and then uh, now there's no turning back. So uh, it's understandable. That we shan't have him um, on the show. He, but he's been on this one multiple times. Before right? he was running for president, yeah. uh, he came on a bunch mm-hmm. of times. He's come on since as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with Studos America. Um, he's a good. <laughs> kind of rubbing that in a little bit, aren't you? Uh, he was also on uh, a, yeah. uh, I think he was on a, a show. It, was, it wasn't really a show, it was the front window of a, pet store um where he talked to <laughs> yes, mostly mostly dogs and cats yeah uh, but there was one yeah. human being there but uh just really any, but i think there was vi- a webcam in that shop it was disconnected though it oh, was not it was? plugged in okay uh, but any place he can find an audience that is of any value he'll go to right. that he is that right is his policy to them and uh but no but he hasn't been able to make it to pack no. quite yet I, he's busy uh, you know, I don't busy. know. I will say I have he, Vivek Ramaswamy is something very unique in I think all my time watching presidential debates. I think I know what you're going to say. Really? He's never said uh. Well, that's very much true. He's never, he's said, never said uh. uh I was, he does he's the most well-spoken person I've ever seen. Yeah. I think. The the chat GPT thing, which was a criticism of his, that was popularized on the internet, and then Chris Christie tried to roll out multiple weeks later during one of the debates, Yeah, um, is kind of interesting. It's, it's fascinating. I asked my wife last night, she was watching the debate, and, you know, she follows <clears throat> politics, but not live or die every second of her life, thank mm-hmm. God. And she likes R- Ramaswamy. And she, I like him too. I, I said to him, I, and I do too. Uh, we've had him on a million times. And I, I asked, uh, <laughs> "Have you ever had him on Studios America? America? Have you? Ha- yeah, you actually, had him? you know, he was huh. on, he was on Studios America, and then we did another separate <laughs> show just for the people in the in the office. Really? And yeah, he came in, flew in for it, what? Uh, but <laughs> couldn't quite make it Man. to Studios America. In fact, we did it. It's huh. very interesting. We did it in the morning when your show airs. <laughs> <laughs> really? And yeah. He was even willing to get up that time of day. Yeah, he flew in extra That's early just to come on, just to talk to people huh. in the office. Um, <laughs> hmm. Must have been a, a slow day for him. Yeah. And so he just came because... He didn't have time to come on my show when we asked him. Okay. Well, that's multiple, look, that happens. multiple times. It, that happens. He had other it things does. planned. Yeah. Um, well, the, the pet show for the, one the time. The pet show yeah. was a good show. Yeah. I asked my wife, does it bother you at all that he doesn't say, um, or like hesitate at all? And she said, no. And she's like, he's just very well-spoken. He knows where he's going with every answer. He's very smart. It's incredible. And he is a smart guy. This idea that well, he's We went to dumb. Harvard and Yale. Yeah. Yeah, he's a smart guy. There's this, like, um, new 
quote unquote smart Republican view that this guy's just dumb, and that's just not true. The guy is dumb. He he, he, he ran he, he ran run companies. Smart. He's a yeah. successful entrepreneur. He's a multi multi millionaire. He's not dumb. He you know the the more apt criticism of him might be that he's not necessarily ready for this yet. As a yeah. as as I'm talking about president of the United States, he's done a good job running for president at times. But like my imp- impression of him last night, I, I, I'm. Well, he's 38. He's 38. He's very. He was born the year I got married. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's fascinating. But it, like, look, he's he's got a, a bold uh, voice. He is someone that I think has value to the conservative movement. Mm-hmm. But like watching him last night, I feel like each debate he's trying a completely new philosophy of debates. Like the like he's like yeah. game one, he's running the West Coast offense. Game two, he's in the wishbone. Game three, it's run and shoot. It's like, I don't know what's happening. Like, he's yeah. been three completely different people in I these debates. I think he's trying to gain traction, and he's trying different methods he, yeah, to exactly. do that. And, and last night, I think his theory was, I'm going to be super aggressive. Yeah. And so he went after everybody The first night. debate was, I'm going to get noticed. I'm going to be super mm. eager. I'm going to make sure I'm not swallowed up because people don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number two was, people thought I was a little bit aggressive last time. I'm going to be super uh, nice and, d- and defer to the other candidates and compliment them and constantly. Work, so he, he tried that. This one direction. was like, I'm just going to start swearing at people. I, th- I think that was, we, maybe the debate was a half I'm gonna an hour throw longer. Stuff. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to punch somebody in the face. Yeah. He started out with the attack on the media, which yeah. was, Ooh. which, which, wow. This is the perfect example of the weirdness of of vivek at some level in mm-hmm. these moments again i don't i have no problem with the guy but like in these moments that attack would have been massively huge for him if it was timed right right it but it was, wasn't it, it, it was she, awkward. this woman he attacked who i you know i have no no patience for her politics or her news abilities um, I don't even know her name, but she's an MSNBC. Kristen lady. Welker. Kristen Welker. Mm-hmm. It, it was was so would connect so deeply with the uh, conservative public, <clears throat> but she, she hadn't said anything yet. Right. It was like he yeah. had so obviously planned this moment weeks in advance. That's the thing. He's too. It, it, he's it almost too fake. prepared. It, yeah, it's too prepared. It's almost, it, it feels stilted. It's stilted. Exactly. That's a great point. It, mm-hmm. That's exactly how it feels. And and mm-hmm. it. I think the same thing happened with the with the heels comment where he goes, "Oh, it's yes. Dick Cheney and three inch heels, and there's two of them on stage today." Like that's just that, weak. the whole bogus attack yeah. on DeSantis is nonsense anyway. It's stupid. I don't care if he wears stilts. Yeah. on stage. So what? Is he a good governor? Is yeah, he? What is he's he a, a good great president? governor. Can he be a good president? I think so, but. I don't know for sure. But it's like, you know, a, a guy who's written his, what he believes is his stand-up comedy routine six months in advance is going to go out and promote it. You know, we've, yeah. we've done, and I know you've done a million of these, especially going back to your morning radio days, you have, there's two different types of stand-up comedians that come on shows. Some who are just legitimately funny, you get in a conversation with them, they mm-hmm. roll with it, they blast out jokes throughout the entire thing, it's incredible. Yeah. And then the type that have four pieces of material that they do on morning shows yeah. and your job is supposedly to set them up to get to these jokes that they've already done 10 million terrible. times and it's always terrible, it's terrible. And, and there's a point with ramaswamy that that's what it feels like mm-hmm. like he's got seven buttons that he can press at any time he's already no, practiced right. them so much and yeah. 
for a guy that is that smart and can talk about anything, I don't know that that's the right approach for him. But again, he'll probably try a totally new one next debate. So we can just wait and see which <laughs> next time he's going to be in the spread. And we'll try it. We'll see what happens then. Yeah. Yeah. I. But again, here is a guy who is in fourth place in the polls. Mm-hmm. And we spent the first 15 minutes talking, talking about, about him. him. I, so it's true. What's bizarre about it is he's done such a good job in, in getting people to uh, to talk about him. But in a way, he's almost seemingly disproving the all publicity is good publicity thing because he's not moving his polls. Mm-hmm. Someone, we did uh, post coverage last night. What does he have, 5%? We have 4 or 5%. Yeah. Uh, we were talking last night on the um, post-game coverage uh, on YouTube.com slash Studios America where we've been going live before and after most of these debates and, and we'll be doing this throughout the election season. So go and subscribe, please. Um, but uh, one person brought this up and, and, and they said, you know, look, Part of the reason why Vivek can't move the polls is all of his voters are currently voting for Donald Trump. And they're not going to move off of Trump unless Trump, you know, drops out, gets arrested and goes to prison and can't run. Whatever the mm-hmm. reason is. It, and at that point, he's going to be the Trump voters number one choice. So maybe there is some strategy here with Vivek. I'm just going to go for that Trump vote if the trump thing falls apart and if you can see a scenario and i don't know what do you think about this if trump let's say trump um had some god forbid some health problem and decided he himself couldn't run and came out with a full-throated endorsement of vivek ramaswamy would ramaswamy shoot to the lead of the primary Mm. probably right if 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 50 percent of the vote Mm -hmm. that were donald trump and trump himself came out and gave a full-throated endorsement of ramaswamy would ramaswamy lead the primary probably and he might be the most likely to receive a trump endorsement if trump ever dropped out because he's not completely friendly to trump certainly not at all times and not going to be haley nope now scott is Mm. is one you could see theoretically trump trump seems to have no problem with tim scott yeah Uh, so maybe and you know that's why a lot of people mention him as a vp candidate he's been relatively kind of course the reason for that is he doesn't see scott as a threat mm-hmm. and so but maybe there could be some but ramaswamy i don't know i mean I know. He, it seems to be the only real strategy because he's not growing his numbers at he's all he's not he's really not very i mean nobody is really nikki haley, haley maybe haley a little is, bit yeah. she's she's come up somewhat in the polls and i think in some polls she's tied to santa's but i don't get that either I mean, we should talk about her next because she, yeah, she was the other one. Pro- oh, I mean, like DeSantis, man. I thought was solid throughout, and I don't, I don't think he has bad debates. He just doesn't seem to have amazing ones either. I noticed that on the Drudge Report, um, it, it was Nikki Haley who won the debate, according to Drudge readers. Drudge readers, wow, yeah, that's interesting. So, because I mean that that I, the New York Times <clears throat> pundits said the same thing. So the fact that if she could win with both of those groups, that's yeah. probably a pretty good performance. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, Ron DeSantis last night, though, on why he should be president over Donald Trump. Now, if you look where we are now, it's a lot different than we were in 2016. And Donald Trump's a lot different guy than he was in 2016. He owes Mm. it to you to be on this stage and explain why he should get another chance. He should explain why he didn't have Mexico pay for the border wall. He should explain why he racked up so much debt. He should explain why he didn't drain the swamp. And he said Mm. Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw last night, I'm sick of Republicans losing in Florida. 
I showed how it's done. One year ago here, we want a historic victory, including a massive landslide right here in Miami-Dade County. That's how we have to do it. So I promise you this, as the nominee, next November I'll Thank get the job know. done, and as president, I will your, deliver your time for you. Is up. Let me turn to Ambassador Haley. Mm. It's a good answer. Yeah. It's a good answer. Yeah, it is. You know, DeSantis is pretty good at this. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think every time I watch him, I'm thinking mm -hmm. like, ah, these are all solid answers. He's I, solid. I'm never, I'm yeah. never like, oh gosh, that was terrible. I mean, I, you no. know, maybe there's a moment here or there, but generally speaking, on the other hand, good. I don't know that there's ever a time when you say, wow, that was spectacular. Yeah, he, he doesn't, he grab doesn't have the that stage. charisma kind of thing, yeah. you know, but he's good and I like him and I could vote for him and he'd be a good president. He'd be a good president. I really, uh, I, I think, think so. There's, I mean, I think he'd be very good. I, I, yeah. I don't think there's any question about that. And I don't know. It's, it's just. We seem to be in that state of wanting these crazy moments, which is what kind of Ramaswamy is providing. And it's what everyone, I guess, talks about. But when you talk about who would actually be a really good president, I mean, I don't know. DeSantis seems like he'd just be really good at the job. Does that yeah. matter anymore? I don't know. I don't know if <laughs> no. that matters anymore. No, it doesn't. Does he have charisma? Right. If not, then I can't vote for him, despite his policies. <laughs> it's like That's such it's a weird, weird it's line. It's weird, yeah. It uh, is. That's where we are. All right. 888-727-BECK. Uh, more coming up in one minute. And uh, here's Pat Gray and to here talk to you about Rough Greens. Uh, so they say a dog is a man's best friend, and that's a relationship that you have to take seriously. So if you're a pet owner, you not only want your dog to be healthy and happy, but you're also responsible for that pet to be the happiest and healthiest and, and do the best you possibly can. And that means you have to be aware of what your dog is eating and just how much nutrition they're actually getting out of it. Kibble food, for instance, has all the living nutrients cooked out of it. It's like eating a bowl of sticks. There's nothing to it. And that's a great case for Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by a naturopathic doctor, Dennis Black, that you sprinkle on your dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead food. You want the greens. Uh, if it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it like mine does. She won't eat her food without Rough Greens on it. You pour the dog food in the bowl and she's like, okay, uh, finish the job. Where's the Rough Greens? <laughs> they have a special deal for you right now. Go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLED33 and they're going to give you your first trial bag free. Yeah, all you have to pay is the shipping on it. So call 833-GLEN33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Call today. 10-second station ID. All right. Uh, so Nikki Haley talked about why uh, she should be president rather than Donald Trump. Here's what she had to say about it. You know, everybody wants to talk about President Trump. Well, I can talk about President Trump. I can tell you that I think he was the right president at the right time. I don't think he's the right president now. I think that he put us $8 trillion in debt, and our kids are never going to forgive us for that. I think the fact that he used to be right on Ukraine and, and foreign issues, now he's getting weak in the knees and trying to be friendly again. I think that we've mm. got to go back to the fact that we can't live in the past. We can't live in other headlines. We've got to start focusing on what's going to make America strong and proud. And that's what I'm focused on doing. Are you surprised at what a warmonger she is? 
She would have us in a war on every continent on this planet, I believe. She well, what, what, and Tim Scott. If you're going to have all these continents, what's the point of it if you don't point? have a war? If you're not having a war right. there, yeah. Wait, I think wait. we'd be attacking penguins in in Antarctica mm-hmm. if she becomes president. And that might be the best one because they'd have a hard time fighting back. What are they going to do? Peck us with their beaks? I don't mind that. That's okay. Well, you know, so maybe we fight the war in Antarctica. Let's start there. But not in Asia. I How think about we, that one? First of all, no one came out on the stage and said we should colonize Antarctica, and I'm disappointed. Yeah. Uh, we, I want the yeah, that's what a candidate big issue will right bring now. that to me. <laughs> I want the candidate who's just going to take over Antarctica. Well, that, are you a single-issue guy, and, and that's yes. enough to gain your vote? Absolutely, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, it's fascinating. Like, uh, And I understand I have some sympathy for these candidates who are trying to walk this impossible line. They know the voting public likes Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And so they can't attack them like Chris Christie does, or they'll never win. But they also know they have to be critical of at some level, or what's the point of you? Why are you there? Right? Like, yeah. you know, Ramaswamy at one point said, oh, well, this is in the previous debate, but he said, oh, Donald Trump was the greatest president of my lifetime. Well, then why are you running? Like, right. <laughs> what's the point of it? Right. But like, what, I have some sympathy there. But like, Haley's response of he was the right president of the right t- at the right time that put us $8 trillion in debt. That's not a, po- that's not a good point. <laughs> It's not. If he put no, us $8 not. trillion dollars in debt, he wasn't the right president at the right time, right? I think, you know, mm-hmm. let's... Now, of course, he's not responsible for all of that debt, but he's responsible for a decent chunk of it. And he, her other problem with Trump is that he's not aggressive enough on the world stage, which, I, I mean, look, his, his yeah. record at the time kind of disproves that. I mean, he was, I thought, pretty aggressive on the world stage. His His rhetoric at times was much more the opposite right he would say i'm best friends with kim jong-il or kim un but you notice but you notice russia didn't take uh they didn't try to take over uh ukraine at the time yeah the the key with trump every single time is to look at what actually is happening rather than what he says and what he says is i'm good buddies with vladimir putin his policy against russia was strong yeah there was no problem with his policy against Russia. The fact that he you know, would blurt out compliments to Vladimir Putin here and there is weird at some level, but it doesn't really matter. I think mm-hmm. a lot of it has to do with Trump trying to... He has this idea that everything he says is a negotiation of something. And that's what it was with Kim Jong-un. It's what it was mm-hmm. with Putin. I don't know. Does he really like Putin? Is he really best friends with I Kim know, Jong-un? I don't know, but whatever he did seemed to work. It, we didn't have all these wars at this time. And yeah. I think a lot of that was the policy he was actually executing rather than the things he was saying. I think that's a good point. Uh, much more coming up on the debate. Um, see what you think, too, at 888-727-BECK. More coming up. The Glenn Beck Program. When you're trying to do something that's complicated and difficult and maybe a little scary, it's nice to have a partner, someone who will not only be there, but be there for you when you need it. That's why when it comes to trying to buy or sell a home or, you know, whatever you're trying to do with real estate, you really need the best possible agent you can get. And, you know, not some sort of fly-by-night person who's doing this on the side. When a real estate agent is competent and goes the extra mile consistently, you're going to notice that. And that's why Glenn started the company realestateagentsitrust.com. He wanted to find a way to connect you to the best kind of agent around. And, you know, there's everybody who, you know, who looks at realestateagentsitrust.com has a great experience with them. And the reason a lot of it is because their people are fans of the show. They have, uh, they're knowledgeable, they're helpful, they go the extra mile, and they're going to 
understand where you're coming from. They know how business should be done. Realestateagentsitrust.com, the name pretty much says it all. If you're in the market, check it out. Uh, it's a free service to you, so there's nothing to risk, and why not get the best agent in your town instead of some just some person you recently discovered? It's realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Check it out. We've released the first episode of our Blaze original series, What Happened in Maui. Check it out right now, exclusively on Blaze TV. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Uh, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn today on the Glenn Beck program. We're going to have to have a, a polite request here to, mm-hmm. to, to everyone tuning in today. We're going, to, we're going to target, our target audience today are adults. These, now, adults mm-hmm. are people who don't lose their mind every time mm-hmm. the candidate they like gets mildly criticized or the candidate they don't like gets a little praise. We're going to need to fight. We're looking for those people today. And it might only be four people left in America. Honestly, if you look at social media, that's what it feels like sometimes. Yeah. But in reality, when I talk to actual human beings, they have the same conversations that we're having today. Yeah, we're trying to noodle it out right now. This is the time when we Mm got to sort through all the stuff and figure out who's the best candidate. That's what the primary is for. And that involves criticism sometimes for somebody and then praising somebody else. But your time for your candidate is coming, too, because there's enough praise to go around for everybody and enough criticism to go around for everybody. Right. A primary season, for whatever mean, whatever reason, like turns people's brains off. It's interesting it becomes because... like, hey, you know... Uh, it's like Boston Red Sox versus New York Yankees. Let's pick our team and let's be angry about, you know, argue for bad calls every single time something goes wrong. It's just like, look, relax. This yeah. is not a decision between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton right now. This is a decision between a bunch of people who would probably all be somewhere bef- between decent and really good presidents. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's figure out which one this is going to be. And then we'll move on to the next stage. There's no reason to blow your stack and lose your mind when we're talking about the primaries. We mentioned the uh, shoe situation the other day on my show because it's a big controversy. The shoe situation. We're making fun of the fact that Ron DeSantis either does or doesn't wear lifters in his shoes to be taller on stage. It's just so dumb. And that was our point was that it's it's stupid. I don't care if he wears stilts on stage. (laughs) He, He... He's a good, he's a great governor, and he might make a really good president. I don't know yet, I, but I'm trying to noodle that out. Well, people, his, some of his supporters were really pissed. You didn't Wait, even who, talk about the fact, what are you doing talking about his shoes? Well, it, it's, it's, they're making a big deal out of it right now, so we talked about his shoes. You didn't even mention that the governor of Iowa endorsed him. Yeah, well, neither did he. Last night right, yeah, on he, the uh, debate, surprising by the way. actually that yeah, he didn't. It is. it is a big endorsement. Uh, we did mention uh, it. Um, you know, I don't. You know, it's 
it's important. <clears throat> it um, is. It's more important than shoes, but also it's also important to slap down idiotic controversies, which right. is what we do yeah. all the time. Yeah, um, and, and have I, some fun. And we should point. Which, yeah. by the way, uh, is an important part of the show. If if you don't like fun, then you're probably not going to like the Pat Gray Unleashed right. broadcast. The point is, um, yeah, you're going to have a little fun with the news. I will say, last night, of course, it was brought up. People missed this yeah. when Vivek uh, did his line about the heels. Everyone was like, oh, Vivek just slammed Nikki Haley. That's not what he did. I mean, he sort of did that with Mm -hmm. a Dick Cheney and three-inch heels. But (laughs) when everyone went, oh, they missed the second part of his line where he said, oh, and there's two of them on stage right now. Yeah. Right? Like he was saying both uh, Haley and And DeSantis DeSantis both wear heels. Like... And DeSantis, DeSantis, to his credit, just ignored it. Just ignored it. I will say Ramaswamy went down this road multiple times yesterday where he decided, I'm just going to go for these like sort of like low blow, wisecrack type of uh, approaches. I don't think they worked. You know, it seemed like it. Uh, the other one was the Nikki Haley TikTok thing, which Not was good. bizarre. Going ah. after her daughter, who's 25 years old, by the way. There's so many different elements to this. Yeah. Number one, going after your daughter and saying, oh, well, take care of your own family before you tell people not to go on TikTok is just a, I don't know, it's a bad, it's a dumb approach. It felt like oddly harsh and weird. But then secondarily, it doesn't make any sense. She's 25 years old. What the hell does Nikki Haley have to do with her 25-year-old daughter's internet usage? Like that, there's no, Mm -hmm. it would be weird if she could get her daughter off of TikTok when she's 25 years old. Yeah. What would that say about her 25-year-old daughter? She has no agency at all? Mommy's still making my <laughs> internet choices at 25? That's just bizarre. Yeah. And then her her moment after that I thought was also weird. People are like, oh, it got spicy. She called Vivek Ramaswamy scum, which... I, at first, I thought she said dumb, which yeah, she that's sort what of I thought she said tried to say, to say a couple times. Yeah. Then it, I guess it was scum. That's how everyone was reporting it, which is a little over the line, too. It is. The whole thing, that whole back and forth, I didn't, I didn't like all that much. I will say the debate was better than the second mm-hmm. one, which was just people talking over each other the entire time. A, yeah, a lot better than that. But no, none of them have been good. None of them have been good. It was just less bad than the other two. Yeah, I thought, oddly, I thought NBC... Did a decent job, a keeping better job it under than control. Fox. Much better than Fox Business yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, keeping it under control. Though they did eliminate so much of the back and forth that really there was only a few moments where people were actually talking to each other. And DeSantis stays above all this. Yeah, uh, largely almost never goes after these other candidates. And I guess that's a you know I would assume at this point it's a strategy. It does mean he does not get the viral moments. It means that he doesn't get those big moments. And it's funny from a guy who really rose to prominence among conservatives uh, by battling the media. He has not had mm-hmm. really any of those moments during the campaign. All of them came previous to the campaign where he was out there talking with the media, battling back and forth. And I think that would that would help him a lot if he had more of those for whatever reason, he's, you know, kind of staying above it. And, and I don't think that's a terrible approach, but it, it is, it sort of takes away one of his strengths at some level. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then you had Christy and Tim Scott on the stage. I don't know if there's anything to say really about them. But, <laughs> you know, Scott is, I like Tim Scott. He just doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen here. Yeah. Um, he, it's not going it's to happen. It's not going to happen. And, and Chris Christie, we haven't liked since, well, when we thought he was really good back in 2010. 
Uh, yeah, probably 2010. Yeah, this is probably was, the last time we thought Chris Christie was good. It's interesting because Christie comes into this race <clears throat> as a guy who basically says, I just want to take on Donald Trump. I don't want Donald Trump to be president. I can stop him. That's his mm-hmm. case. Now, of course, that's mm-hmm. a ridiculous case. He's already run against Donald Trump. It got slaughtered by him. But OK, let's what's what's your case here? And then he really doesn't talk about Donald Trump much at all in these debates. He almost never brings him up. Yeah. I mean, he occasionally will, but he doesn't talk about him all that often. And you'd think if your goal is to uh, have Donald Trump not be president really at any cost, what you probably don't want to do is weaken other candidates in a state like New Hampshire, where he polls relatively well. You'd think you'd want those votes to go to somebody else so that someone else could beat Donald Trump. But then he's still in the race. So I don't know. I I think Chris Christie thinks so much of Chris Christie that he's not going to drop out before New Hampshire. But that's really the only state he's doing anything in. And if anything, he's drawing votes away from someone like maybe Haley, who might be actually able to compete with Trump in New Hampshire. Where is he polling in New Hampshire? Uh, some of the second? polls have him about around 10%, which is not oh, okay. second. I, he's usually... Mm. Um, he's behind DeSantis or Haley? Uh, let me look it up real quick. Because yeah. uh, um, certainly Trump's way ahead even there. Yeah. Oh, look, yeah. Trump is ahead everywhere. <clears throat> we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Let, let, me, let me run this by you. Tell me if you think this is the right way to look at this right now. There are two different strategies, essentially two different things going on at the same time. And Ron DeSantis has the real, the real decision to make, I think, more than anybody else when it comes to this. But you have one traditional primary where everyone tries to win the race. I know this mm-hmm. sounds weird, but like that, that is the way we normally think of these things, right? Mm-hmm. You go in, you try to win. You try to actually defeat all the other candidates and come out on top and get the nomination. That is one way to run a primary. The other way, which is like unique, it's like special, it's a special 2024 edition of primaries. What you do is you run and act as if Donald Trump isn't doing anything at all. He's a separate person. He's a to- in a, almost like he's a third party candidate or something. Mm-hmm. And what you do is try to win this second place primary with the assumption that there's a decent chance that Donald Trump winds up in jail, right? That the, yeah. the deep state comes out and is successful in one of their 95 charges against him and wind up somehow removing him from this race, either because he feels like I can't do this for some reason or he or they put him in prison or he whatever reason he decides he's going to drop out, he winds up being eliminated. Maybe they remove him from ballots all over the which country. Which they're trying to do. Which they're trying to do. And they have done, so, apparently, in Colorado. If that happens, there may mm-hmm. be a need for a second place person and your goal is not to win this primary, but to just come in second place so you are the next choice if the Trump thing falls apart. Because you realize, I can't actually win if he's if he's there the whole time. Right. DeSantis is in that middle ground where he still is competitive in Iowa at comparative to the national picture. And he, he also has enough people who like Donald Trump that are voting for him. And he's often the second choice for people voting for Donald Trump. So he's kind of in that weird mode where he could try to beat Donald Trump, but mm-hmm. he doesn't want to lose those voters. Haley is in a different spot, right? Haley's votes all seemingly come from the never Trump type of people in the party. So she mm-hmm. really, it's going to be hard for her to gain the 50% of people who are voting for Trump right now anyway. So for her, you got to run for this second place ticket. Like you're running for a second place primary. Be there in case Trump falters, right? DeSantis has a choice of whether to go for the whole thing and just beat him 
or to hang back and go for that second place decision. And I feel like he's in between those two choices right now. I, I, I was wondering if last night he would be a little more aggressive. He didn't seem to really criticize Trump. Like, I mean, it's, it's amazing that we would go through an entire debate and no one really mentions that, you know, Donald Trump was the guy standing next to Anthony Fauci when the 15 days to slow the spread was uttered. They might be afraid to do that. I think they are. Because you infuriate Trump supporters. You do. And and, and Trump himself, who goes after people and destroys them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's, that's what happened in 2016. He just destroyed the rest of the field, all 17 or 18 of them. And so I think they're a little gun shy now. I, I don't think they want to even mention his name. They want to pretend like, yeah, he's not even here. Yeah, there, well, and he's not there. There was a story from early in the campaign from behind the scenes, and this was sort of a leak from the DeSantis campaign. And, you know, again, it was a report. You never know how accurate these things are. But yeah. the report was that they tested a bunch of different ways to message DeSantis as a better president than Trump. That's obviously mm. what he should be doing right now. There's yeah. no reason to elect Ron DeSantis if he's not as good a president or would be as good a president as Donald Trump. The same thing with Ramaswamy or, or Haley or anything. If you're not better than Trump, Mm-hmm. then you might as well just pick Trump. So wh- how do you differentiate yourself? Their early pick was, hey, let's call him out on the lockdowns, right? He was there. He was the person who, he was on stage when 15 days to slow the spread happened. He was the guy making the announcement it was going to last for another month. Right. And while he was certainly better than Gavin Newsom and Andrew Cuomo and and the worst of the worst you know, Democratic governors, he was very involved in all of this stuff. And he was mm-hmm. standing next to Anthony Fauci. He gave mm-hmm. Fauci a medal of commendation at the end of his term. Right. Like all these things happened. How do we message that? And one of their ideas was they would they tested um, what about the lockdowns? How do you feel about the lockdowns to Republican primary voters? And overwhelmingly negative, right? Exactly mm-hmm. how you'd expect. You know, 70-80% negative. And then they tested it instead. What if we called it the Trump lockdowns? The negativity completely evaporated. Oh wow. It turned into they oh got gosh. mad at the person delivering that message because they associated Trump with it. And at some level, we can be critical of these candidates, but if that is the reality with voters, that they get mad at... And I believe that. That seems to be, that at times, how it we've looks. We've experienced that. If that's true, how are you going to win? You can't. You could say these guys are not running great campaigns, mm-hmm. but like in reality, how do you beat someone who has that power? You don't. That's how. That's the end of that story. <laughs> right. If he's able to maintain that magical power throughout this primary, you, just don't, you don't yeah. beat him. That's right. how that. That's the how that story ends. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More coming up. Uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Thanksgiving is a couple of weeks away, and it means the best GenuCell sale of the year. Uh, right before the holidays, GenuCell most popular package is back for you to look stunning for your Thanksgiving gatherings. And with the brand new GenuCell 3, also included in your most popular package, you're going to look 10, 15, even 20 years younger, guaranteed, with the best natural skincare anywhere. Sunny from Rockford, Illinois says, I'll give GenuCell five stars because the products do exactly what they promise to do. It's working. I love all the products and I highly recommend it. Take advantage of the GenuCell best sale of the year. And say goodbye to the fine lines, the crow's feet, the bags and puffiness, the laugh lines, the dark spots. You don't want any of those. You want GenuCell to take care of them for you. A GenuCell experience is like no other, but don't take my word for it. I mean, Sonny just told you about it. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. Try it for yourself. They've got an incredibly uh, great holiday discount going on. It's better than 70% off on GenuCell's most popular package with GenuCell 3 
and the dark spot corrector. And for results in 12 hours or less, they have the immediate effects, and that's included free. Go to genucell.com slash back, genucell.com slash back. You can get a free upgrade to priority shipping at checkout. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Most people have no idea that there's an invisible gap in their home's protection. Your home, your equity, it's all at risk. And this invisible threat is called house stealing. According to the FBI, a con artist can pick a house. It could be a vacation home, a rental property, or the home someone is living in right now. And they just transfer the deed of the house into their name by obtaining the forms using the fake IDs and then filling out the paperwork with the proper authorities. Now they own the home. Once this step is complete, they can take out loans against your home using uh, collateral. They can take control of uh, all sorts of your equity. They can even sell your home right out from under you. This isn't something that should happen to you, but it is something that happens all the time. And it's one of the fastest growing crimes in America. It's only possible for cyber criminals to accomplish this because people don't honestly spend a lot of time thinking about their home's title. Why would you? It would be weird if you did. Um, This is where home title lock comes in. You don't have to think about it all the time. They can make the difference between a secure home title and a really horrible experience. Protect your home from this invisible gap. Check out your home's title right now at HomeTitleLock.com. If you use the code BECK, they're going to send you a complete scan of your home's title. Make sure it's safe right now. And the first 30 days of triple lock protection are free. HomeTitleLock.com is the place to go to get this. Use the promo code BECK. Do it today. It's HomeTitleLock.com. The code is BECK at HomeTitleLock.com. And Stu for Glenn today, well, discussing the uh, debate last night. Going to get to uh, your thoughts on it uh, coming up here in just a few minutes. Um, but I thought it was the best debate so far. That's not saying much because the first two were terrible. <laughs> it's funny. I said terrible. the same thing and I was like, God, that was the best one. That was terrible. Yeah. Uh, but I thought yeah. it probably was. At but least... I was surprised because it was on NBC. Yeah. And I figured it'd be a lot worse. I mean, it was irritating. And there were some times when Lester Holt especially uh showed his you know progressive bias uh just bothersome um one of the things that i mean right after desantis talked about uh people mentioning islamophobia instead of concentrating on all of the hatred of jews right now and the anti-semitism that's going on what does lester holt do but go right to what about all the islamophobia going on right now what about that I mean, he had just skewered Biden for the same thing and talked about Biden and the media. It's incredible. Screaming about Islamophobia. And that's ex- and then he shows the example of it by asking a question about what are you going to do about Islamophobia? Well, nothing. I don't see much. I mean, you talk about that one instance. And that was horrific. Horrific but, and awful. But and, it's one instance. But it's one out of 330 million people here. There have been so many instances, including a death in California just last week of a Jew by a pro-Palestinian crowd. Uh, and, and people are getting attacked. They're being attacked. The they're being surrounded. They're being hunted. Uh, stars of David are being painted on homes. It's incredible. And we're worried about Islamophobia. Hmm. All right. <sighs> we'll, 
Tons of calls. Tons uh, of. Everyone wants to chime in on the debate last night in the election going forward. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck. Get in line now. The Glenn Beck Program. Whether your dog is an old, you know, an old one who likes to nap on the front porch or a young puppy who's consistently getting under your feet. We have well, a little bit of both of that scenario. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, you want them to have a healthy, happy life. Caring for your dog is a big responsibility. And a big part of that is making sure uh, what he eats is actually promoting good health. Kibble dog food, it's sterilized, it's dead food. Your dog isn't getting his nutritional needs met. But then there's Rough Greens. Rough Greens isn't a dog food. It is a supplement that you sprinkle on top of the dog food. My dogs love it. It makes them like the food even more. But honestly, the real reason is because it makes the food so much more healthy and alive. You're talking about probiotics, antioxidants, all the good stuff is in Rough Greens. And most dogs love it. Uh, They're going to go crazy for it. Glenn's dog, Uno, went from being the pickiest eater on the planet that I'd have to hear about it all the time when we were off the air. Uh, and then he's wolfing down his food uh, really anytime that it's in front of him with Rough Greens. You're going to love it. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or 833-GLEN-33. It's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Or Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Do the best thing you can for your dog with Rough Greens. Radio show here starts in just a second. Last night, uh, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, we want to get your thoughts on the debate and how it went. Who you think won it? Uh, what was your, what was the best part of? The, were there any best parts of that debate last night? Uh, we'll get into that uh, and much more in sixty seconds. From bad news, someday you're not going to be around anymore, and that's uh, sad. But when that happens, it will be the job of your kids and your grandkids to carry on the tradition of bearing witness to history for future generations. And the question you have to ask yourself is, are they going to know the right history to tell? The writers of the Tuttle Twins books know that your kids are being exposed to all sorts of garbage when they step into a history classroom, let alone online. And they've set out to help that change with their Tuttle Twins history books. These are great books. My kids love them. If you want to teach your kids the true principles of our founding, to look up the heroes, Uh, that built our nation and to be excited about personal empowerment instead of victimhood gosh we need that right now 
you need to get them the Tuttle Twins history, history books. There's a big sale on these books, so you're going to want to check out right now. Only two days are left, though. Uh, now's a great time to get the Tuttle Twins history books. Great presents for the upcoming holidays as well. They're a big sale uh, going on now. They're throwing in two bonuses for free. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the Veterans Day deal and bonuses. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Uh, the typical warmongering uh, last night uh, I was interested in from Nikki Haley. Yeah, to a certain extent, Tim Scott, too, and uh, Chris Christie. Those are the three war hawks, I think, on the stage and that are running for president. What I liked from Ron DeSantis, one of the things, was that um, he wouldn't commit. He's not going to send troops to uh, Ukraine, but he will send troops to the U.S. border. That's nice. I like that, mm-hmm. except I could hear people screaming at their television, Posse comitatus, posse comitatus. You can't do that. Posse comitatus. He's going to deal with that if that really happens. If he were to become president and actually fulfill that promise, uh, he'd have a nightmare on his hands. Yo, no, that's true. I mean, I think I don't know. I maybe I didn't take it as you know. I did the old maybe I did the old Trump thing here where I took him seriously, but not literally on that one. Uh, I don't know. You know. There's a lot of legal wrangling that would ha- need to go on with that type yeah. of situation. Yeah. Um, but the point is, I do want someone who's going to take the border seriously, and maybe that yes. prioritizes our own country over foreign escapades. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it's. I will say for Haley in particular, and I think well, Tim Scott as well, but he's just not as big a factor in, in the election. Hey, the one thing I will say about Haley is she is outwardly advocating for her point of view and not trying to hide it. That's and I, I do true. like that. I mean, she yeah. look, there is still a large percentage, uh, or a, <clears throat> let's say a significant percentage, of conservative voters who view the world that way and are mm-hmm. want to be more aggressive in a, in a foreign policy capacity. And that is a significant group of voters in the primary, and they should have someone who's representing their views on stage. And she does do that. I don't know that the energy of the party is there right now. And I don't know that... I think we're tired of it. I think so, too. I think that that is where most voters are. Mm-hmm. Now, when you talk about a general election, it's kind of a different story. I mean, the polling on Ukraine is not bad uh, from a general election perspective. I think I want to say it's, a, you know, c- continued funding for Ukraine is something like 58-38-4. Really? Uh, when you talk to a general election audience. That's interesting. Um, especially on the day yesterday where uh, Volodymyr Zelensky said, yeah, it's not the right time for elections. Yeah, this is not... They've got an election coming up that's supposed to happen in Ukraine. Yeah, this is not the right time for uh, elections. After, or even as, the Republican candidates are calling, you know, Ukraine this beacon of democracy and freedom and all of that, and they're the ones who are fighting for all of that, as Zelensky is saying that, yeah, we're not going to do an election now. It's not the right time. Oh, hmm. Oh, okay. I thought he had just, did he just revise that and say that now it is the time for an election? I thought he had just come out with that recently, but still. It's no, yesterday, or Monday, he said it's not the right time for elections. Not the right time, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the ultimate position to be in. You yeah. know what? Eh, not yeah, the you time. know what? It's not the time. Not so the time. we're not going to do that right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't get the infatuation with Ukraine. I, I, I don't get, I mean, I don't think, I don't get an infatuation with it. I mean, I, I think it's, 
it's a it's an issue where I totally understand from the Ukrainians' perspective why this is a problem. Well, sure, uh, but I just don't know that yeah, it needs to be our job to to do this, right? And like, if I think the sensible place, I'm tired to do, of it being our job, yeah, to take to police the world. It's I, not our job, and our founders would be uh, adamantly against it. Yeah, I do think there there is a there are U.S. interests in in this particular battle because i don't like the idea of no buffer state between russia and nato and nato is essentially us when it comes to war unless we're dropping out of it it. so so having that buffer state is important to us i think that is within the scope of american interests but that does the scope of american interest does not extend to getting every inch of territory back for ukraine that is in ukrainian interests yeah and if i was ukrainian i'd want crimea back i I would want crimea back i want Mm. uh the whole donbass region back Mm -hmm. but hey that's not our gig who was it that said we have they haven't had that since 2014 yeah that was Uh, ramaswamy which i don't think is right they and crimea since 2014 right i don't know about donbass yeah the the other regions now they're there have been times where Putin's like, well, we ran a poll and they said they wanted independence. They're with us now. But it was not understood to be part of Russia, certainly at that time. Yeah. Uh, but that's a whole uh, another story. The point is that what our interest is, is avoiding World War Three. That's my interest, that, at least. Mine, too. I I'm want that to not interested be a thing. In yeah, me I, I too. Like, you know, sometimes I was like, How about oh, gosh, no I, nuclear war. How about that? I was super into, uh, gosh, what is, what's Return of the Jedi going to be? The third one. I want to see. It's actually the sixth <laughs> one, but whatever. Um, Rocky Three. I mm-hmm. really wanted that to come out. Mm-hmm. Really passionate. I can't wait to see it in theaters. Uh, World you can War III. wait on World War Three. Yeah, though. I like feel like they should take their time because the it's been a while. It's been seventy yeah. some years since the one. And I'm okay you know, with the that. last sequel. Get it You're right. Okay. You know, well, let's wait huh. until it's right. All right. Uh, keep 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 it in the edit bays for a while, <laughs> and let's wait on that one. And that's my interest. That's that is what the U.S. interest is, right? To avoid right. World War Three. To yes. avoid having to get involved in a NATO type of conflict with. With Russia. And so to that end, everything behind the scenes should be directed in that way. Instead of telling, hey, Zelensky, we're going to keep giving you unlimited weapons Mm -hmm. for an unlimited amount of time until you have your ultimate victory and every inch of territory is clawed back. You might say those things publicly because you obviously once you back off of that, you're no longer negotiating from a, a, a place of strength. But privately, what this should be is, hey, guys. We'll do this until this date, which is really soon. So you better figure out a way mm-hmm. to uh, end this. To end this, you tr- you had your attempt at a counter uh, offensive. It hasn't really gone anywhere. Where guys, everyone's locked in. They've probably got landmines all over this territory anyway. It's going to be a catastrophe, even if you get it back. Look behind the scenes. Let's find a way mm-hmm. to widen this thing down because it's not unlimited support from us. Yeah. It doesn't seem yeah. like there's a lot of passion from that from a Haley or a Biden. Uh, you, you do see that, I think, probably from DeSantis. At some level, you probably see it from Trump and and maybe Ramaswamy. But I, the Haley uh, position on this, I don't think is consistent with where the voters are in the primary. Yeah, I don't think so either. Maybe in the general, like you said, if it's 58-38, I hadn't heard those numbers That's yet. just the funding. Wow. Does that mean it's <clears throat> everlasting funding? I mean, I don't think... I think if Nikki Haley was president, this, and do they know we how know much we, we've already funded that war to the tune of? It's like hundreds of billions of dollars. It's uh, a lot. If you include the military with the humanitarian, whatever else, you know the the small business loans and all the stuff we're giving them, it's over two hundred billion dollars. It's 
a ton. And are, are you willing to to keep that spigot open the whole time? I mean, Haley, I think certainly is. Yeah, right? she is. If, if Nikki Haley is elected president, there is basically, I, I would, I mean, almost no chance that this war has ended or we're funding it in 2029. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that is, like, basically where I think her position is. I think so, too. And, and there's an argument to be made. There's some smart national policy type conservatives or international policy conservatives who, who say this is the direction it should go. I just see the risk as way too high. Yeah, and me too. And the gain's not high enough. Yep. I, I'm not saying that, like, hey, let's <laughs> just let Russia overrun Ukraine. And, and I, I don't think that's the right answer either. I don't think that would be good. Mm. But our our goal cannot be the exact same goal as Ukraine in the situation. Our goal is different because our interests are different. Our interests are not, yep. hey, they need to have full control of Crimea. That is the right thing. Yeah. I think morally speaking, it is correct. They should have control of that region. It was their yes. territory and it was taken from them. But that is not our interest. We have to be pragmatic in these moments, not just say, hey, well, this is, we're going to keep giving them money, unlimited time, unlimited money, unlimited everything. For an unlimited mm -hmm. period of time that drags into the 2030s and 40s. I mean, that can't be the answer here. Can't. All right, let's go to Bill in Michigan. Hey, Bill, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu. Hi there. Um, I just had some opinions on the debate. I think uh, DeSantis needs to man up a little bit, take a shirt off, ride a horse um, bareback or something, just to, just to give a little bit more masculine-type feel to him. I, <laughs> I don't know if he has the abs for that. I'm not sure. We'll have to check that out. <laughs> If you put him in the octagon with Nikki Haley, Warbon, or Nikki Haley, I think she'd probably beat him up. Um, <laughs> I don't at, know. He was uh, in the military. Uh, it doesn't seem like yeah, a weak a guy. He was in the mil military. Like I don't my 87-year-old mother thought he, was, he's, he thinks he's sort of wimpy. Um, mm. Now, Vivek needs to quit smiling. Uh, otherwise, he, he just comes off as that schoolyard brat kid you just want to punch in the face. Um, <laughs> Juana McDaniel needs to go because she's a clueless on what's going on. And Trump needs to be uh, uh, less decisive or divisive and be, bring more people into the fold uh, as far as the Democrats. We are mm. all Trump. Targeted republic under malicious people. And I think he should be pushing to bring people together under that to bring more of the Democrats on board. But uh, Ron McDaniel's definitely got to go. I've heard some long Appreciate shot it. pleas Thanks, in Bill. my life. The idea that <laughs> Donald Trump is going to be this big uniter, yeah. it's just not, Probably a, not. It's not, as, it's not a shtick, right? Like, that's not <laughs> no. what he does. I don't think at 77 years old, all of a sudden he's going to be like, you know what? <laughs> uh, kumbaya let's all sing together and that's not what he does no he gets people passionate and he and he needs to get you know 50.1 percent of those people to be really passionate and come out and vote for him uh amber in florida hi you're on the okay. glenn beck program okay. with patents too hi thanks for uh taking my call i'm mm -hmm. a constitutional conservative so i'm not rallying behind one candidate at this point but the reality of this debate is that it was a race for vp and not president and uh they need to play into the wheelhouse of the current leader of the GOP, which is Donald Trump. So the winner of this debate that uh, brought attention to truth, and I believe that that was Vivek Ramaswamy, and he did it when he called out NBC. He did it when he called out Nikki Haley on being part of the military-industrial complex. And he did it when he called out the pay-for-play corruption of the current president with Ukraine. Uh, I think that's... I think he... he look, mm -hmm. he, I'm, uh, Vivek is the most most divisive candidates among conservatives that I've ever seen. I mentioned this earlier, but it's it's true in that people either love the guy or can't 
stand the guy. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly know. don't feel that way about him. And it's him. been I, that way for months I now. don't love him or hate him. I, I think he yeah, has I some like things to say. He's decent. He's been on the show. I like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Uh, there is that real line. People either see him as I know really he's a busy fake. guy, though. He's a busy, yeah. busy man who has no time for a morning show. Uh, <laughs> at least not an early no, well, morning show, because right. this show does happen live in the morning. Yeah, but when and he's you've been had on him many on times. here on this show, but on Pat Gray Unleashed, which is from six to eight Central, couldn't make it. Too busy that time of day. That's a very busy time. For very, him. very busy. Very busy. And we even. <laughs> I even said, look, you know what we could do is uh, tape the interview later in the day. Wow. If 6 to 8 is not well, good. Well, he's busy at that time of day, too. busy at that time of day He's busy early and yeah. late. If you have another slot. Well, what, if it's, what if it's somewhat early but not late? No. He's, no, he's, he's got busy brunch. that time of day, yeah, too. Yeah, there's a so. big brunch date uh, <laughs> that day. Uh, and he's doing his hair. Uh, that's all yeah. you know he's a and busy he's got good hair he's, there he, he does <laughs> he does uh fascinating it really I, I i don't know what it is about ramaswamy where he just hits people yeah uh, it's weird way. it's weird I, again I, the vp thing i think is is interesting i don't think everyone on stage is running for vp ron DeSantis is not running for vp because there's no, no. chance he will get vp uh, i no don't think chance. nikki haley's doing that i don't think uh chris christie is certainly not doing and that vivek brings nothing to the table for trump so it's unlikely to me that he would be the pick for hmm. for vice president. What's he going to bring to the to the table? You need somebody He's, who's going to help you in a swing state. Uh, maybe. I mean, first of all, his home state is Ohio, right? So I mean, there's I don't know that you don't really need him in Ohio no. anymore. That was a swing state in 2004. Not really so much today. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did see the results from yeah, the, they were this week that were not weird. positive. So maybe it's something to keep on the maybe. table. Bigger though, I think what Trump wants out of a I don't know what Trump wants out of a VP. I was just going to rant on this, and God only knows, because yeah, Mike Pence doesn't fit this this at all. But what I, what it seems like he would want <laughs> is someone who will go on television and argue passionately for his positions when mm-hmm. he's not there to do it. And Ramaswamy would be really yeah, good true. at doing he that. He could do that. Because he doesn't care at all. 888-727-BECK with your thoughts. Uh, more coming up in one minute. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now is the time for you to reduce your monthly bills and start saving money. And, uh, that, you know, 100%, uh, honestly, uh, God only knows where things are going to be here from now uh, at this point. Six months from now, tomorrow, who knows? If you're someone who's had to use credit cards a lot, chances are fair that you could end up in debt uh, up to your eyeballs eventually it happens all the time if you're a homeowner it, it's time to do something about this give american financing a call in 10 minutes they can do a free f- financial review that will show you what your options are people are doing this and saving 700 dollars a month every month imagine what you could do with money like that imagine how much more free you could be knowing financially you're getting out from under that debt American Financing is America's home for home loans, and they've been hiring people, you know, that can really know this industry and can help you. And they've been helping people get free of their financial burdens for over 20 years. Be the next person they help. Why not? American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, let's go to Jeff in Florida. Hey, Jeff. Welcome. Good. Howdy, howdy. Hey. I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think he was rambling at all. Just, but just wore my battery down, being on hold. 
Listen, I went to the the, uh, the, the Trump rally last night in Miami-Dade County, mm-hmm. the city of Hialeah, which is heavy, heavy Hispanic, predominantly Cuban. Uh, Trump brought the masculinity. I think if that was a question of what the other candidates might be looked at when you were talking about the debate, there was no, no doubt about that last night. Uh, Trump arrived. He delivered a great speech. The crowd was, was, it was, the place was packed, full of energy, and he did go on the immigration thing. I, I mentioned Hialeah and the Cubans' immigration about Trump saying, Let's, we have to remove people, and the crowd erupted with applause. And that was that was a big moment in that. Mm, that's great. Now, Jeff, you were so you were there. Yep. There was a lot of uh, maybe you said it was packed. A lot of people were posting pictures of it not being quite packed. Was that was that BS? Were people lying about that? Well, depends on what time of day you pack it. It was it was at a right. at a. That's what I wondered. A, a, a stadium mm-hmm. where you have uh, football games. Okay. You know, they had a standing room only area. They had the bleachers, and this is South Florida in November. Um, the sun's shining on one side of the bleachers. You know, we're not, we're not stupid. We're not going to go stand there in the sun. <laughs> yeah, so oh, the, believe the me. The side was in the shade, was packed. Okay. And then as the sun went below the, the horizon of the, the bleach on our side, the other stands were packed. The whole place was packed. That wow, makes, that makes sense. No, yeah, because that's yeah. The, the big story, the takeaway from the press on that last night was that there was a lot of empty seats. Yeah. That is what they said. Uh, that's interesting. And I will say, as a person who's gone to Thanks, uh, Jeff. many Texas Rangers games in the old stadium in the middle of the summer, yeah. that's how the, the stadium would look. Right. One side is completely empty, and the other side in the shade is completely packed because it was just so hot. Although November, I, I mean, November isn't—is is it that hot in Florida? In I went to a BYU game uh, at uh, in Austin at the University of Texas a mm. couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, and uh, it was. 86 degrees and the sun was beating right in my uh, face the whole game yeah i didn't want to sit there i i was wishing i would have stayed home because <laughs> it is miserable so yeah it's kind of understandable that sure. people wouldn't stand there for a couple of hours in the miami heat that's just not fun and you know it's probably humid there too i would i would suspect so uh that's an interesting perspective for somebody who was actually there that it was packed and that there weren't a lot of empty seats uh, let's go to Mark in Florida. Hey, Mark. Oh, hello, Pat. So hey. I would like to say one thing about last night's debates. You know, it's funny how all these Republicans are running with all the ideas that Trump did already. Making America energy independent, safe borders, protecting America and stopping wars from happening, the lowest GDP, the lowest unemployment, the lowest inflation. Now, when you think about all these candidates, do you want to copy or do you want the original back in office? And my question to you guys is this. Which one of these candidates do you think will hit the ground running, accomplishing all these uh, uh, achievements? Hmm. Well, I don't think we're going to brag about the lowest GDP. I don't. That's, that's not actually. Uh, you, you want the highest one? Um, but look, I, that's the argument for Trump, right? He's done mm-hmm. it already, and if you believe mm-hmm. he accomplished all of those things, you're going to vote for him. He's already got those people, right? Yeah. But I also believe DeSantis is capable capable oh, of that. I think. Absolutely. I, I think he could hit the ground running, but. I don't know. I haven't decided. I haven't made up my mind yet, and that's what the primary process is all about. I've already right? made up my mind for Doug Burgum. Have you really? Burgumentum all the way. And what about uh, Asa Hutchinson? Asa Hutchinson. <laughs> what about that? I don't know. Eddie, he's going to make his run. People aren't talking he about is. that. I know. The Hutchinson run is right around the corner. <laughs> uh, let me talk to you about Mantis. Uh, how often are you getting out to the gun range and practicing <laughs> your shooting? Is it I don't know, once a week, once a month? Maybe once a year, once a year, maybe once every few years, mm-hmm. you know, could be that if you jo- enjoy target practice, but you know, you think about the prices of it, uh, oh gosh, and it drives you crazy. Uh, if you would love a way to practice without having to drop a ton of cash every single time, 
Well, that's great. You got Mantis X. Uh, it's a high-tech, easy-to-use system used widely by the military and helps you improve your shooting quickly. You attach it to your firearm and connect it with an app on your smartphone or tablet via Bluetooth. Then, whenever, whether you're fighting, you know, firing actual rounds or even dry firing and practicing, it will give you instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct your technique. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. Wow. It's like having the firearms instructor that you want right in your front pocket. And just as importantly, it's going to save you a ton of money. Start improving today. You can get yours right now at MantisX.com. It's so important to be in good practice with your firearm. MantisX.com. It's MantisX.com. Read the exclusive January 6th investigation into Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn. I think you're going to be fascinated. It's at TheBlaze.com. Check it out. And Stu for Glenn today. Um, we're talking about the debate. Uh, let me quickly just mention this Harry Dunn situation, the Capitol Police officer. Um, you want to check? You want to check out the latest on the Blaze uh, about him? And Glenn's got a special coming up on this. Um, but he lied repeatedly and ridiculously on uh, uh, on the stand, on the witness stand. The guys mentally ill, left out a whole bunch of issues that he faces. And uh, so check that out at theblaze.com right now. And then uh, watch the watch those, you know, the blaze for uh, when that when that uh, comes out, because uh, Glenn's uh, doesn't he have a special on this coming up? I'm not sure. It seems like I just read about that this morning. So, um, all right, we've got we got the uh, debate situation uh, from last night, which was as we mentioned, uh, I think, and and I think you do too, Stu, the, the best so far, which is not saying enough. <laughs> Very lot. low hurdle to clear. Very low, but I do think they cleared it. It was it was you know it was a good, wasn't a ton of back and forth other than the the highly no because they, they wouldn't allow it. moments. Yeah, and uh, Les Holt wouldn't wouldn't allow it. The, and honestly, I kind of understand the approach after the last one, which was completely catastrophic. I yeah. mean, it was it was the worst was debate I've ever seen in my life. Thing. It was a cluster thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I was happy to see at least some conversation. Again, I, I think someone pointed this out a little earlier in one of the co- phone calls. By the way, you can get in line now, 888-727-BECK. It, it, this is, seems like a, the, everyone's just kind of running for vice president, and there is that feel to it. It doesn't have mm-hmm. the energy. It doesn't have the juice of a normal debate yeah, season right. because Trump has so decided far not behind. to do it. And and you know when they're when they're in one case forty seven points I think behind in one of the polls. I, that's not typical, but it, these they're thirty plus points behind. Um, even the the closest candidate to Donald Trump is so far behind him that you're like, okay, they don't have a chance. Yeah, I mean, they don't have a chance. DeSantis is a good thirty points behind in Iowa, and that's the one where everyone says, "Well, it's a lot closer in Iowa." It is closer in Iowa, but it's thirty, <laughs> 30 still points. Thirty points. Now he did get this big endorsement from uh, the Iowa governor that we yeah, mentioned. Yeah, so maybe earlier. that'll help. That'll probably help at uh, uh, some level. I don't know how much, um, but you know, endorsements don't typically make massive differences, but it could move the polls a little bit. Um, you still have Haley is in second place in New Hampshire and South Carolina now. Of course, South Carolina is going to be you know, one of her best performing states, you'd think, considering she's the former governor of the state. But 
it's still, if you looked at this kind of in normal terms, you'd still look at this race and be like, and think it's not really a race. I mean, when the best days of RFK Jr. in the Democratic primary looked somewhat similar to where the Republican primary is right now. I mean, you know, like RFK Jr. never really was consistent around 20%. He only had one poll that was there. But if you look at him around 20% and you you say, well, DeSantis is also around 20%, that gap is large. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. And and, and of course, you still have the RFK Jr. independent candidacy, which is going to, who knows what that's going to do. I think more polls have showed it's going to hurt Biden than Trump, but there have been examples where it hurts Trump as well. I have no idea mm-hmm. what's going to happen on that one. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, and some uh, of it- too, too many conservatives have been hoodwinked by that guy because he's good on a couple of issues. Yeah, he is good on a couple of he's issues. He's really he's really good. If you didn't if you didn't like what happened during the pandemic, he's really good on that. He's really good on the border right now, but he hasn't always. That's been. all. That's a new flavor. That's I don't know where thing. that came from. It's, he's really. Really bad on abortion, on Global climate warming. change. On, I mean, he wanted he wanted to execute Glenn Beck and Rush Limbaugh, one, and Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. I mean, so uh, that was uh, that was a real thing that happened. Yeah, it's a real thing. <laughs> also, I would say he, he hasn't did, come on the show. By the way, has he? No, he did answer. Glenn did a um, a <clears throat> collection of questions to all the candidates, and including said, him, including him, and he did answer them. And Glenn liked a lot of his answers. Uh, you know, I. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he can trick you. He's kind of, you know what he is? He's basically an old school Democrat. That's really what he is. If you go back to the 60s and 70s, you'd find a lot of people. Surprising in the Kennedy family because they're all old school. Yeah, they're all old school. Except for Ted, but but JFK and RFK. Go back and look at old school guys. You were the one that, that brought this to my attention, I don't know, probably five or 10 years ago now. But the clip of Harry Reid going off on the border in the 90s. Right. I mean, the guy sounds sounded like a Republican. Like a Republican. They, they, there was a time. Same with Chucky e. Schumer back in the early 2000s. Yeah. There was a time where de- Democrats took the border seriously, mm-hmm. not because they care about the border, but because they care about union jobs. And they were worried about union jobs being undercut. That was right. the position of the Democratic Party for a long time. He maintains it. RFK Jr. just maintains that same position. He's also very similar to 60s and 70s Democrats when it comes to war. Right. Like that whole era of Democrats were anti-war basically at all cost, shrink the military. Mm -hmm. This is who RFK Jr. is. Uh, And so, you know, look, he's good on some things. And they're certainly not there now. Yeah. He seems to be good on Bitcoin, for example. How real is that? I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether to trust the guy on some of the things that you can trust him that he really doesn't like vaccines. That one is that's been fundamental to who he's who he is for a very long time. Mm-hmm. You can trust him on that. If that's what you're voting on, then you're probably going to like RFK quite a bit. But you probably are already liked him for a long time. Uh, you know, I, I don't know I, how he's appealing to conservatives outside of that one issue, which is obviously just a brand new issue for conservatives. That's always been a left wing, a left leaning viewpoint. There's right. been conservatives who have been there. Um, I'm not saying there's been none, but overall, you're talking about people like Jenny McCarthy and Jim Carrey. And, you know, that's been the the, the collection of people who were really passionate about that. And one issue voters on that particular topic largely were more left in the past until Mm -hmm. COVID. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, I'm not surprised he made some inroads there. But do I think he's going to get 22 percent as an independent? No, I do not. I don't think that's actually going to hold up. We'll see. Right. Uh, Mike in Maryland. Hi, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, I'm I'm very concerned about uh, inflation, and nobody's mentioning it. If um, if uh, you take these four items that I heard an economist talking about, it was uh, the electric 
the gas in your car, your food, and the heating oil for your home. They're all going up after the first of the year, mm. an average of 7.5%. Mm-hmm. Now, he, he gives, uh, gives the uh, people that depend on Social Security 3.2%. They are way behind before they even start. You're going to see old people with tents sitting in the streets. <clears throat> At least you won't have uh, needles out there. You'll have depends. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a new problem. Thanks, Mike. Uh, that's, that's true. It was not mentioned a lot. Now, there's some understandable reasons for that, considering international affairs have dominated the past month of coverage. So I understand why they may be led with international affairs. But you're right. Like This is the number one issue for It took for about an hour to get to something domestic. It, yeah. it was a long time. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go to Dwight in South Carolina. Hey, Dwight. Hi, guys. Um, Enjoying your show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, The one thing that I wanted to point out is the United States made a promise to Ukraine back when Ronald Reagan was president, when Ukraine Mm -hmm. gave up their nuclear weapons. Mm -hmm. Nikki Haley pointed that out and did it very well. Mm -hmm. She did. And for us to abandon Ukraine at this time is just wrong. Um, The other thing is the way that we support them is with use of weapons not with money yeah. money is just an easy way to corrupt themselves yes and we right. see that every day and that is a point again that came from nikki haley uh we use uh, proper support nobody makes that support from the stage about israel and trust me i think we should support israel but when we're talking about ukraine i really think that's a bigger deal than israel is uh, because it's about a um, uh, domino effect in, in Europe. Uh, Israel, of course, is a single nation. But when we're talking about Ukraine, you're talking about the next um, um, country in line in NATO. So let's, mm-hmm. let's defend them before it gets to NATO. So I, I, Look, I, I think the, 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 there Thanks, being Dwight. a buffer state between Russia and NATO is in our interests. Again, yeah. we're not, it's not about letting russia overrun everybody in ukraine i mean that no and might, it's not a ba- about abandoning them yeah. necessarily it's but trying like to you end said, this thing somehow as quickly as possible because right. you don't know how it's going to escalate right. and yes you know you could say well oh mm-hmm. we don't want to send money we want to send weapons and and like i get that you're right i mean it's better it's in some ways but it also is worse in some ways because it, russia is a nuclear superpower on they have more nuclear weapons than we do and they are seeing a situation Thanks to the start treaty by the way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they are seeing a situation in which we are supplying weapons that are killing their soldiers yeah now, i i understand that's how this leads to world war III. that's how it leads potentially to world war yeah that's yeah. i mean it, like they at some point especially especially if they start losing mm-hmm. you vladimir putin's going to look for a way to escalate this because he can't lose he cannot lose this fight you can't mm-hmm. so I, look, it's in our interest to, to not not to let them get overrun and have a bunch of people be murdered, but it is in our interest to try to get this over as quickly as possible. And the Middle East is incredibly important, and Israel as well is a huge ally, probably second only to uh, Great Britain. Um, and there's some other responsibilities there to Israel, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. As a Christian person, we've got some responsibilities there, uh, biblically speaking. Um, there's people who disagree with that, of course, but um, it's also strategically incredibly important in the Middle East. Uh, so 
and not to mention the fact that we've got 20 hostages in the hands of a Hamas. Yeah. And our soldiers have been attacked by Iranian forces and Iranian um, proxies in the Middle East. And we've uh, there's been, what, 40 injured troops uh, who are U.S. troops on bases in Syria being attacked mm-hmm. by uh, Iran and their proxies in Hamas. So uh, we do have American interest in Israel. And by the way, just another recommendation, if you happen to be running a a small to moderate sized country that's a nuclear power, don't give up your nuclear weapons, even when America Mm. asks you to, because (laughs) I will tell you, nothing good comes. This situation would be much better if Ukraine had just kept their nuclear weapons. Yeah. Because, and I know that's, that's, that was controversial. Somewhat of a deterrent, though. It is a deterrent. These countries don't get overrun. Mm Mm-hmm. Once you have them, you don't want to give them up. This is why we want to prevent people like Iran from getting them, right? The only country who has ever given them up, really, because, I mean, Ukraine's a weird situation. They were technically the Soviet, and they were splitting from the Soviet Union. So in in Mm -hmm. a way, they weren't theirs, but I would have held on to them if I were Ukraine. Uh, South South Africa is the only one who's ever done it. They just gave them up. And again, they're not in a region where it's necessarily all that important. But you don't give them up once you get them, because this sort of stuff can happen to you. Mm-hmm. And and Ukraine is f- facing the ramifications of that decision many years later. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. All right, make no mistake, we are fighting a spiritual battle as we protect the most innocent among us, babies in their mothers' wombs. Preborn stands on the front lines of this battle, and their network of clinics are positioned in the highest abortion areas, often next to abortion mills, where unspeakable evil takes place. Every single day, Preborn offers God's love and life to protect hurting women and precious preborn babies. And every time a baby is saved, which happens a couple hundred times a day in preborn clinics all around the country, every time that happens, good conquers evil. And they can't do it alone. This is where you come into the picture. The reason the ministry of preborn is able to continue helping mothers save their babies' lives is that generous donations from people just like you keep pouring in. You are the key to their success. So please make your most generous gift to empower good and rescue precious souls for just 28 bucks. You can sponsor an ultrasound that doubles a baby's chance at life. To donate securely, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. It's pound 250. The keyword is baby or go to preborn.com slash Beck, preborn.com slash Beck, preborn.com slash Beck, sponsored by Preborn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Yeah, welcome. Oof. Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Big reactions from last night's debate. Tons of phone calls. 888-727-BECK. Is the phone number? We have time to take a, another. Let's uh, go with Jay in New York. Jay, welcome to the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu. Hey, Pat and Stu, good to talk to you. Great to talk to you. Hey guys, hey guys, I did watch the debate last night, but I kind of want to pivot a little bit. How come I don't hear more people talking about what we're doing to prevent the election from being stolen again? That's a good question. Like in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was pretty conclusive <laughs> that they produced midnight votes. 
via mail-in ballots. I think you've touched oh. on Stu's favorite topic. <laughs> my only well, here's my issue, and and I appreciate the call, Jay. And I, it's a, it's it's a question that a lot of people have, so it's good to talk yeah. about. But like, I think we should do more as Republicans, or if you are a Republican, I'm actually not a registered Republican. I'm just a conservative. But we should be encouraging our base to get out the vote to. Uh, to gather up people like Democrats do and take them to the polls and make sure they can vote too. We should be doing like-minded things. Even if they didn't steal the election, let's do the things that get mass amounts of people to the polls. Well, my, I guess my this is, you're highlighting, I think, how where my concern comes in on this point, Pat, okay. which is why? why? Why should we do the things you just recommended? Why? What's the point of that? Uh, so that we win? But do you win? Because if you're mm-hmm. convinced that every election is going to be stolen, there's no real point in going out and voting, right? Because yeah, it's going to get don't, stolen from I you. I don't buy into that right. necessarily. No, I know. And I, I think a lot of people say, okay, well, maybe it happened last time. Honestly, like if... if I think there were problems. I, I, I mean, if you've watched Dinesh D'Souza's 2,000 Mules, you know there were some problems. But the, I think the, the, the question is what, whether you're talking about it or not. Now, what the right thing to do is... Obviously, places like Georgia and Texas have passed really good laws that have helped, I think, the security of the vote going forward. And I think that's the right thing to do. But you have to realize that a lot of these states that people are concerned that were stolen last time have Democrats in control and have had Democrats in control ever since the last one was stolen. So if you get to that point where it, it, it can become a sort of defeatist loop, right, where mm-hmm. you're thinking only about the election being stolen and not getting people out. If the election is going to be stolen, we're all screwed. Yeah, we're all screwed. There's probably no way to stop it because Democrats have control of enough states to be able to take this at every state. Yeah. So the better way to 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 go forward is to do everything you can to to protect the election and the election integrity. But in addition, act as if none of that's going to happen and and do the best job you can do to get people out to the polls and all the things that Pat just suggested, because if they're going to steal it, you're probably screwed anyway. If they're not, you need people. I'll tell you, in Ohio, Republicans just didn't come out. That was the problem in Ohio. It wasn't because abortion is unpopular. It was because, or, or uh, the pro-life side is unpopular in Ohio. It was because Republicans did not get activated in Ohio. They were outspent and did not get activated and did not show up to vote for life. That's bad. That's really bad. More coming up. The Glenn Beck Program.
This is the Glenn Beck Program. Getting a lot of your thoughts on the debate last night, 888-727-BECK. Some other things going on, too. We'll get to all of that and uh, more coming up in 60 seconds. Tell you about My Patriot Supply. Emergency situations come in a lot of different forms, and many of them are the type where you'd want to have some food stored just in case. And Biden and friends have done so much damage to the American economy. You can almost think of this administration as yet another emergency situation. My Patriot Supply has had so many of your prepper needs covered. The biggest and most important, of course, is emergency food. I have this at my house, and you should have something, too. Honestly, My Patriot Supply makes it so easy. They, uh, they have meals that offer 2,000 calories a day, and they're so easy to prepare. You know, we're talking a little water, a little heat, and you got a meal ready to go in the worst-case scenario. This isn't your typical ration food. It's absolutely delicious, and you get a three-month emergency food kit for each member of your family. You don't want to be unprepared. My Patriot Supply also sells biomass stoves, off-grid room heaters for power outages, gravity-powered water filters, heirloom seeds, and survival gear that may come in handy, you know, any day now. Visit MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Prepare for the fallout. It's MyPatriotSupply.com. Uh, all right. Your thoughts on uh, we haven't gotten to the abortion aspect yet of of the debate last night, which was hmm, interesting. Um, fascinating. It's a fascinating moment in the in that debate in the pro-life mm-hmm. movement. It's a fascinating movement uh, moment. And, I, you know, you see some people kind of <clears throat> getting uh, some would say squishy mm. on the issue and others uh, trying to hold the line. But it's, a, it's you think Nikki Haley was squishy. I do think she's she squishy wants- on the issue. I do, too. She does not want to too. actually say what she wants to do. Right. I will tell if I get a bill, I'll sign it, but we don't have 60 votes. Well, we know you don't have 60 votes. That's not what we're yeah. asking, whether you can get it done tomorrow. <laughs> right. We understand. And and right. also, it's not even the way to do it, right? It's mm. not, you're not going to, it's, it's unclear at all whether a 15-week or 18-week or two-week ban, whatever the, the thing is that you'd pass at the national level, would actually be constitutional. It, it seems it to probably me isn't. quite clear it, it wasn't by the, yeah. by the Dobbs ruling. They, they basically said it's a state's issue. Mm-hmm. States get to deal with it. Right. So what you would have to do then is amend the U.S. Constitution. Right. Which, by the way, we should be fighting for every day, in my view. Me too. Me too. Uh, that's the way to deal with it. Either you believe that babies should be born or you don't. Right? <laughs> Seems to me it's to be a, a black easy. and white issue. Yeah. Now, I will say there is a, <clears throat> a a pretty strong political argument to be made that, you know, look, this could hurt Republicans in these elections. I, I, I talked to Megyn Kelly yesterday on, on her program and, you know, she made that point and it is a valid one. It's a concerning one for Republican candidates. Mm-hmm. To, to try to figure out how to go down the line. Now, look, I don't think abortion was honestly that big of a factor in what we saw this week. Um, you know, if you look at Kentucky, for example, uh, and you look at Bashir winning in Kentucky, you'd say, well, it was abortion. And a lot of his ads were about abortion, right? He tried to make it mm-hmm. seem like Cameron would basically, he would he would spend most of his mornings inside of women's wombs <laughs> looking for children. Like that was, that was essentially what they made it out to be. However. Wasn't that a campaign promise from Cameron though? It, well, yeah, he did make he'd that be, promise. Yeah, 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 he'd yeah, spend I, most of his mornings in women's in wombs. wombs. Yeah. <laughs> it was his womb guarantee. That was, that's how he branded it. And, um, but 
look if you look at the actual fundamentals of that race Bashir, who's a Democrat and should not be well liked by Republican voters in no. in Kentucky, has a sixty percent approval rating in Kentucky. The fact that he won won that election is not a surprise. And if you look at the other mm. candidates who were up for election, Republicans did very well, winning easily in most cases. Yeah. So this was a, Virginia was the big problem. But Virginia, I don't think look, and I don't know if it was abortion there. Virginia, uh, I think Ohio is the most central to abortion. We'll get to that in a second. But Virginia is a, let's be honest about what Virginia is. Virginia is a blue state. That's what it is. It is now. Okay? It's a blue state. Mm-hmm. It's not a purple state anymore. With a Republican governor. Right. It's got a Republican governor who overperformed one time. Mm-hmm. And the, the losses that have happened here uh, are coming off of very good results previously. That's not the norm for Virginia. Virginia is going to be a blue state in 2024. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's my guess. It's if not I'm really wrong, even you a battleground place it, it's anymore. Not, it's not. It is not a battleground state. The fact this is a moderate voting base that went for a moderate Republican candidate. And what did the Republicans do there? They didn't go for a ban on abortion. They went for a 15-week limit. A 15-week <laughs> limit in Virginia. They didn't try to do anything extreme there. No, that's fairly reasonable. And it didn't even work. Now, look, if you poll specifically mm. a 15-week ban, it actually polls pretty well. Because about two-thirds of voters think, really, after the first trimester, you're, you're past your window here. This gets a little crazy. The second trimester, about 67% of voters across the board, not just Republicans, across the board, say, look... The second trimester should not be legal. First trimester, sure. Second trimester, and no. And certainly not the third. Third trimester. What is that, 80%? Eight, it's, it's only 14% supported. Uh, I think it's 83-14, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, for third trimester. So these are wildly mm. unpopular proposals. And what's interesting about um, Ohio, which is where I think you can make the most central case, obviously it was a specific question about this. There's a lot of asterisks there you need to point out. Number one. When you look at who showed up in Ohio, it was not the normal Ohio voters. What happened in Ohio was a state that is Trump plus eight in 2020. We won it by eight points. The electorate that showed up on Tuesday was Biden plus two. Mm. What this means is Republican voters were not activated. The Democrats were inspired to come out in a total off-year election with nobody on the ballot. No presidential election, no governor. Right. So they showed up to that election. It was a way to activate Democrats in an election they normally wouldn't care about. And that works Mm -hmm. in 2023. Does that work in 2024? Are there going to be a lot of Democrats being like, I don't know, I'm not interested in this presidential election until they put a ballot initiative on. I don't think that works at all in a presidential year. We will see if I'm wrong on that. The other part uh, on this is what's interesting about the abortion issue is that neither party's stance is popular. Neither party has a popular view when it comes to this and when it comes to normal voters. Democrats want nine-month abortion. As I just mentioned, it's a 14% approval rating on that. What would you say? I mean, it's a little more difficult to say the Republican stance on this as a party, but I would say it's, um, I would say it's, let's say, publicly forever, they were arguing for a 20-week ban. The, the, you know, Tim Scott and Lindsey Graham were saying (laughs) 15-week. There are a lot of people who will say heartbeat bill. Almost everyone in the Republican Party is going to say exceptions for rape and incest and 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 those types of things. Life Mother's of the, life in life danger. Of the mother. Mm-hmm. So that's arguably their position. That position is the 15 week ban is pretty popular. 
if you want to say the Republican position is as short as possible with the exceptions, you could say that's fair. And that position isn't particularly popular. But in Ohio, a mm. red state, the, the Democrats did not go for a, well, we would like a, a 20 week. You could go up to 20 weeks. What they went for was everything that they wanted. They went for a California, Illinois, New York message. They went for, mm. we want every abortion to happen that can possibly occur. We want all babies to be aborted if it's at all humanly possible. Can <laughs> we abort all of them? Why do we need these babies? They don't even, they don't, they, they can't vote. Screw them. Mm-hmm. They basically want everybody to be aborted. It's true though. Babies can't vote. They, they can't vote yet. They can't vote. Now, what's interesting about what they did is they hid, hid what they were doing. They went for 100% of their desires and then hid behind contraception and miscarriage care and all sorts of bizarre things that no one was fighting against them on. Mm-hmm. They put it all in there and hoped that Ohio voters, number one, wouldn't be activated on the pro-life side, the ones that knew that what was going on. And number two, the voters that showed up out of nowhere would go in and say, wow, well, I don't want my contraception to go away. And I that's exactly vote. what happened. And that's what happened. They that's how they the won voters that. into it. So yeah. I would argue <clears throat> none of these three situations are really central uh, to abortion fundamentally. You know, the the Ohio, this is going to be the tactic from the left and the Republicans need to find a way to fight back against it. And they don't have it right now. And that's a problem. God, that's, they're always so bad at messaging. Horrible. Look what the Democrats did. They said they convinced people that someone was out trying to stop their miscarriage care. Yeah, come on. Give Jeez. me a freaking break. And they Nobody's like, stopping that. They act like Planned Parenthood is about women's health care, yeah. which it is not. It's got nothing it's to got do with it. It's got nothing to do with women's health care. That's not where women go to get health care. This is a Handmaid's Tale fantasy. Uh-huh. None of this stuff is happening. Right. But they keep telling people it's happening. Of I mean, course, you can't the media even get most them. women's health care at Planned Parenthood. No. They'll show you where you can sometimes. Sometimes. If they even have access to that information. Often, they will send them to pre-born clinics. Clinics, by the way, yeah, with right. the sponsor we just talked about, who will actually mm. give support to mothers who need it, unlike what yeah. Planned Parenthood does. Which is incredible. I mean, it, it, you know, 60% of women, they, they've, you know, according to the pre-born people, 60% of women would prefer, who, of, of women who've had abortions, would have preferred to have given birth if they had the support that pre-born gives them. Mm-hmm. But they're not told about that. In fact, they're encouraged to just have the abortion because it's just a clump of cells anyway. Yeah. And and look. It's madness. At the end of the day, it's not without any evidence when it comes to abortion being a negative, a drag on some of these elections, particularly in purple states. It probably is going to be a problem for some Republican candidates. And my view is that you should go for as much as you can get. In Texas, mm-hmm. you should have it fully banned, which mm-hmm. it is largely, uh, with some exceptions. Um if you if you are in Virginia, you know, maybe 15 week ban is all you can go for. And that's all you're going to be able to get right now. And you should get that and lock mm-hmm. it in and try to take every step you can to keep babies alive as right. much as possible. Right. But at the you need different approaches for different areas. I, I'm not denying that. But at the end of the day, if at the end of forget at the end of the day, at the end of your life, if if what you have traded is a few election losses for the lives of children mm. you know i'm not gonna feel bad about that decision what's the lord gonna say yeah yeah ah, uh, you guys should, you guys needed that congressional district uh, though oh man oh uh, yeah sure Bob you saved stevens a lost in ohio because yeah. you, of you guys. wanted babies to be born right i'm not, That's gonna, not gonna happen you know eternally i'm not gonna have too much of a problem with that decision <laughs> no. 
I got to be honest with you. I, I just not going to feel bad about it. And and I'm not saying, you know, Megan brought this up. Mm. It really could. There are real instances of this potentially causing uh, election losses for Republicans. And if election, if you lose elections, you're not going to have the power to put in better abortion laws. These are all valid arguments and are mm-hmm. and need to be considered uh, wherever you are. And the long term battle here is not going to be based on whether you win or lose uh, elections or laws are passed, it has to be changing people's hearts and minds. The same way mm-hmm. slavery. I mean, look, look, slavery, right. it, yes, became a constitutional amendment at one point. Um, and of course, thankfully, was banned. But like, if you put, if you got rid of that amendment today. At the beginning of that fight, it was a losing proposition as well. It, it was. I mean, another example. That doesn't mean we shouldn't have fought for it. Yeah. Another example like of this, this is 2004, right? Um Republicans and George W. Bush, in an effort to get reelected, put um, anti-gay marriage amendments all over the country. They fought hard to get those on state ballots so they could win largely the presidential election. It worked. Mm-hmm. Democrats lost. They didn't run away from that. What's, you could say they lost that election, but what was the long-term concept? Long-term, they won that battle, or at least are mm-hmm. winning that battle, certainly. Mm-hmm. There's almost no debate over gay, gay marriage anymore. 2004 was I'd the biggest none. issue in the country. Yeah. Right? And right. so you stand by your principles and try to win and go for what you want. The Democrats do this all the time. They don't go for half measures. They're more they, patient than how, we are. How much effort did they put in civil unions? Very little. They got them in a couple of states, but like that was never mm. their goal and not what they went for. Neither was neither was marriage. That wasn't the ultimate goal. <laughs> no. And they're fighting. Now we, <laughs> we see, see that. We, we see, we what, see that. what that is now, right? right. They're, they're going for much far they're going much farther and they're they're into trans issues and all sorts of different things yep and if you think if you're passionate about fighting that would you stop fighting it if it wasn't so popular if it cost you elections would you stop fighting for girls uh, to have rights i doubt it yeah it's important to make sure you do have some sort of principle we'll get your thoughts on this coming up here in a minute uh triple eight seven two seven b-e-c-k it's pat and Stu for glenn my pillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. For instance, your towels. You go into stores, towels feel soft at the touch at first. Then you go home, use them, and you find they're not really absorbent at all. That's why my pillow now has my towels. They actually work. They're soft and absorbent. Now my pillow is excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels for you to try. What makes these towels great is they're now made with 100% long staple Sherpa cotton. This comb ring spun cotton is is what make these towels absorbent and softer than ever. Right now, you can get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. With promo code BECK, you can get the designer premium line for $20 more. No matter what set you decide on, that's 50% savings. Find this offer, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square. Check out the new My Towels six-piece towel set and get 50% off in savings. Again, enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, let's go to Chris in North Carolina. Hey, Chris, you're on the you're hey, on the Glenn Beck program. Hi, good. Hey, um, you know, you guys are doing a lot of analysis on voters, and uh, you know, every time I hear somebody do that, I, I start screaming.